with the orange backdrop, the darkened room and that fringe. You look like something out of that um, 1970s film with Clint Eastwood when he's on the radio and has a stalker play Misty for me. Do you know that film? No. No. It's probably I've only ever seen young. one Clint Eastwood film. Uh, Dirty Harry? Yeah, that's quite famous. That's a good film. <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> you did you, honestly? You are funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked it because it had got Plan B in it. Plan B, the pop star. Welcome to The Spin-Off, the show where award-winning podcasters Fleur Emery and me, producer Buckers, reunite to discuss attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. ADHD is, of course, a condition of distractibility, so although we are loosely examining the experience of living with the diagnosis, conversationally, we will soon break loose and set off towards the unmapped territories of our minds. We sometimes swear, and if you're a blood relative of either of us, listener caution is advised. We have watched lots of YouTube videos about this stuff, and I've got half a nursing degree, but we're not medical experts, so please bear that in mind. This podcast could basically just be the chasm between your cultural <laughs> reference points and mine. <laughs> and occasionally, one little tendril reaches out and is about to and connect, connect with another little tendril that gets shot out from your millennial universe, just like Da Vinci's David. And then I realise I don't know what you're talking about after all. And we're back to the void. Oh, well. How's your week been in um, ADHD land? Um, my week has been colourful because I found a new obsession. Shock, Ooh. horror. I'm obsessed with colouring books. <laughs> After so long of scoffing at them, saying, well, what's the point in doing it? What are you going to do with it afterwards? You're not going to put it on the wall, are you? Because you can't even be proud of it because it's not even you that drew it. You just coloured it in. Anybody can colour it in. What's the point? Wow, that inner voice of yours needs some work, babe. Well, I've realised the point of it That's is to mean. just enjoy the moment. <laughs> it should be there. I just enjoy the moment that I'm colouring and I'm not thinking about the future and whether it's going to be put in a frame or not. I'm just thinking about what colour I want to use next. How do you deal with it if you go over the line? Oh, don't. <laughs> That's taking some work. That is taking some work. That takes me out of the moment. And very hurls much you. into, yeah, hurls me into misery. A desolate future with nothing to live for. Yeah, I have to basically choose quite carefully the page in my colouring book um, based on the, the type of colouring utensil I want to use. So I've got some felt-tip pens, some marker pens and some colouring pencils and some of the pages in my colouring book, some of the illustrations, that's what I'm calling them, they're very fine. It's like like, like filigree. Is that a word? Yeah. Like really like, la like lace but a drawing. Is that and a colouring book an ADHD thing? Is it? Do you think other ADHDs will relate to that? Should we Google it? I think it? so, yeah. I bet they do because it's all about like active meditation, isn't it? Ah. 
when I'm colouring, I'm just an artist at work and I'm not thinking about my to-do list. For more than 30 years, scientists have examined the relationship between... Oh, no, this is a different kind of colouring. This is between food colouring <laughs> and oh. children, not colouring oh, in. yeah. I can relate so to that as well. there's a lot of connection between that colouring and ADHD. Yeah, my mum used to ban me from Smarties. Hmm. I also have a, um, a new obsession this week. Do you? I do, yeah. Okay, go on. Cacti. One specific... <laughs> one specific species of cactus... Which is very, very hard to get. And I think that I've located a mature specimen from a grower who is willing to sell it to me in the UK. It's native to the um, northern desert states of Mexico and um, Texas. You love Mexican things, don't you? Yeah, I do, I do. I'm also... Yeah, I do, yeah. But this particular cactus is really special. And um, So this cactus, how did, you come, how did you come to know and therefore become obsessed with this particular cactus variety? Early in the 90s, I first <laughs> encountered it. It's true. Yeah. Before you were born. Lophophora williamsii. Cute. Yeah. So when it, um, when I get my hands on it, I've, I've got to learn how to make the special soil combination, which is very loamy because it's prone to root mites and you have to change its um, soil and dry it out over the winter otherwise it gets root rot because it's a desert plant so So, you've um, located a mature specimen with a tendency to get root rot and it's um it's in flower currently so i'm going to learn to um maybe it kind of what's the word with plants I've forgotten the words gone for me like it germinates it fertilizes itself so you get a little paintbrush on the um flower and then um do do something like that and then you can make baby ones so and they're worth a lot of money they only it's quite a slow business model because they take about 45 years to grow to a two centimeter diameter Mm. so yeah, it's not my um, it's not my most lucrative business idea, but I'm still really committing. Rome wasn't <laughs> built in a day. The best the best things take time. Yeah. What's it, Willy Willy Fora Lafiamsii? What is it? <laughs> Lophophora Williamsii. Sounds like he studied at Eton. <laughs> It's the kind of thing that Boris Johnson would chat about over a glass of port. Um, <laughs> Whilst being treated for his root rot. Yes. <laughs> the um, Last week I was in a bit of an ADHD hole. Bit of a funk. I was in that kind of like, I was in that funk, wasn't I? I've just like, yeah. the euphoria had worn off. 
I was like, oh my yeah. God, this is amazing. Look, I really understand myself. I found my people and this is so great to understand this by myself at this age because this is like, I, re- I mean, this is just so good. It's almost like a yeah. superpower. That. <laughs> then I went into, then I went, <laughs> and sort yeah, of, kind of shuddered into this hole <laughs> when it's just like, hang on a minute. Oh my, everything's harder for me. That's not good. <laughs> I can't that, choose oh when I tap God. into and the I've good really, parts of it. <laughs> and I've really, really got in touch. Last week, I think I'd really, really got in touch with how annoying I am <laughs> to myself and others and how so many of my past bungled, chaotic relationships and friendships that I had kind yeah. of felt happened to me... <laughs> Yeah. The actual root cause was <laughs> how profoundly annoying I often am. We are often, yeah, the epicenter. And that was, yeah, that was a hard pill to swallow. The epicenter of the irritation is our very The common denominator in all the, yeah. <sighs> I've moved on from that though this week. Okay. Where are you now? I've reversed out of it. <laughs> by sort of backing into a strange and and murky concept around the idea of ADHD, which you may not like. But I think think we'll go there. Okay. Now? (laughs) Going there now? Should I bring a packed lunch? (laughs) Should I bring some ice gems or something? Party rings. The um, jelly tots. Jelly tots are vegan now, by the way. So I watched that documentary. I watched the documentary. I paid three pounds forty nine on mm-hmm. um, Amazon Primal, or whatever, and I got the low definition version of that ADHD doco with um, all the famous ADHDers going. Oh my god! It's like I started a company because I've got ADHD, and it's so great. <sighs> that but also it's got some really hectic and difficult things in have you watched it yet what's this called is it is this the disruptors one you yes, told me yes, about disruptors haven't watched it yet okay like you had one I'm thing to, to do this week that and you didn't do it <laughs> one thing i've been busy coloring pic- coloring in pictures of fish okay fair enough because my coloring book is ocean themed. Shall I give you the headlines? What they basically yeah, then, say. Then, I, then I'll tell you more about my book. Yeah. Okay. What um, this week's podcast comes with a downloadable colouring sheet of your brain. <laughs> That's actually one of the points. In this film, basically, there's loads of things. They take you through this journey of emotions when you go, oh, ah. Really? Then you go, huh? Really? Ah. And then you get to these points when you just think, I'm not so sure about that. They have, first of all, they have kind of interviews with some of the people who kind of invented ADHD, who came up with the term. Yeah. And then they talk about the drugs that they used to treat it and how they were invented, and that was really bad. That was really bad, Buckers. They weren't doing it to try and help us. No. No. 
And then they went into how much money all the people who sell the tablets make. And that's too much. It's too much. You mean the 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 Drug pharmaceuticals companies? Yes, yes. companies? And then they showed us the adverts of how in America, and I think New Zealand, you can advertise branded drugs to the end to the um, end user. So, for example, I don't know if they still have them because I don't watch adverts anymore. I don't watch commercial TV. But when I was a kid, for example, you used to be able to advertise neurofen headache tablets, right? Yeah. That you can buy from the chemist. But in the United States, you can advertise prescription medication. Oh. Yeah. And it showed the adverts for Ritalin in the 70s. And they would have a mother clutching her school-aged child, him with a certificate that it says B-plus star, and her crying and hugging him and saying, like, finally, the grades that you always knew he was capable of. Or a mother, like, hugging a child, and it's like, um, finally, you know, um, the, the moment of connection that you know you needed it was like it's really bad and then they had the guy on one of the original scientists who sort of came up with the whole thing talking about how when they developed it they were allowed to test the drugs in schools and promote it to head teachers and he himself said the way they found kids to test it on they went to the head teachers of overcrowded schools where they were really stressed head teachers and said, hey, we've got this drug that we think will calm your kids down. Can we try it on them? He went, okay. And then he plugged it to the parents saying, hi, parents, we're really lucky that we've been chosen for this incredible trial of this revolutionary new drug and um, it's going to really help your kids concentrate and do well. Hands up if you want to give it to your kid. They all put their hands off. Yeah. So anyway, as you as so all the thing kind of went up and down and up and down, and the conclusion for me was, if this is a thing, I definitely don't want to be in it as much as I did, and that was interesting because then I thought, hang on a minute, I did want to be in it, didn't I? This is the question I bring to you today, Buckers, and it's a good mm-hmm. one. When you were going through your process of being diagnosed, Mm. did you want the answer to be yes? Secretly? Did you you hope? Yes. Not even secretly. Not even secretly. Uh, But then you think, what other condition are you hoping that the the doctor's going to tell you you've got it? There's something wrong about that, isn't there? When they said I was an alcoholic, I would have taken anything else over that. I would have taken brain tumour over alcoholic. Literally, I mean, that sounds dreadful, but that's true. Like, that's how desperate I, you know, mm. was not, mm. to, not to have that. And isn't that just a massive red flag that we, like, that we're kind of op- opting into that and how even before I'd gone for the diagnosis, I'd watch masses of YouTube videos and watch masses of podcasts and listen to masses of podcasts like this, tr- looking for identification. That's like me, that's like mm. me, that's like me. Mm. 
And I wonder if there's just masses of material out there which is just unquestioningly pro-ADHD diagnosis. Yes, it's a thing. Yes, you've got it. This is what it's... And that I'd kind of just got myself into that mindset and, you know, affinity bias had taken me down a path when, yeah, that that's the question. Did I... I did I want them to say yes? You're right, babe. <laughs> Have you just asked me a question? <gasps> Smackdown. That's like. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just trying to pick. Are you talking to me, love? What was that, um... love? Are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, well, I was just doing my car. I was just wondering what I was going to have my jacket potato. Am that, I where were you in your mind? The question, Am I yeah, wrong the question is, is wanting like, is that a red flag? Is that a red? How do you feel about that? That you wanted the diagnosis, you wanted to be told that you. I had feel comfortable it. with it. I feel mm-hmm. fine about it. I wanted it because I, because I did feel this um, sense of identity and identification with other people who have ADHD and sharing sh- sharing with them the the things that I was experiencing and recall experiencing for as long as I can remember feeling like I might be able to say oh it's that to me that's a valid reason for wanting it to be a yes and I don't I don't I don't find that problematic hmm I what was problematic about it for you? I think it was after I watched the film. But don't get me wrong, the film is quite balanced, right? And it's got a lot of mm. things which are kind of pro. It do, It's not mm. one of those... Um, it's not a takedown movie. However, there was enough stuff in it to make me feel like the creation of... I tell you, there's enough stuff in it to make me think that I want to get more information about who who came up with the word ADHD. How do you know this? For example, in the movie, have, you might have seen this, right, on YouTube and things like that, when people talk about ADHD, there's always illustrations, like Canva animations, of, like, the brain... And it'll say, um, here's your frontal cortex. This is where you think about soap operas, horses and going on holiday. Yeah, you don't have enough juice in this part of your brain. So it makes this part of your brain work on overdrive. That means you can't think about going to school and making friends. And it has these animations, right? And then I just think, I could make those up. I could make those up. Yeah. It's so oversimplified. It's like that. Are we just accepting that? Yes, yes. That's what it set off. Yes, that's what it set off. They're just like, is this... So then I started asking those questions of like, who benefits from the diagnosis and who does... You know, who benefits from us being diagnosed and who doesn't? And then it led me down the path. Should I save it? Should I not go down any more paths? I'll go for, I'll go down the path. I've got my pat lunch in the boot. <laughs> I've got double bananas. About diversity. Let's go. <laughs> diversity, right? Because 
we do all this work about diversity and inclusion, embracing difference, making space for difference, all that stuff. But do we look to, to do we seek to define and redefine and further define more and more variance in the in the range of the expression of human behavior and human understanding mm. and categorize mm. it more and more does that take us towards a united world or does it further divide us that's my my problem interesting you know, i'm a vegan yeah. i'm a vegan you know this 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 adhd vegan recovered alcoholic this 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 does that help me to be united with my fellow beings or does that put distance between me and other people that's kind of where it took me to Mm. that's really interesting i don't know if there's an answer to that but i think from my point of view being able to um the the growing number of categories that we can use to identify different types of human being to me is a comfort because that to my brain tells me that there is so much difference in the world that there is no point in being divided because you're never going to get enough people to be on your team anyway because there's too many different types of people does that make sense you know there's 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 so much difference that it kind of goes beyond divisive. Okay, yeah, maybe. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But I think that some people, maybe it depends on personality type. Some people that might be problematic for because it might make them think, well, if I'm autistic, then I can't be, uh, I can't find common ground with somebody who is, um, has ADHD or not, or is vegan, or, you know, we we will have to stay in our separate boxes. Maybe that maybe to people who have like very, like very black and white thinking, you know, that it, the, the growing number of categories of human being to those types of people might lead us to um, away from unity. Whereas other types of people, lots of ways of categorizing the very, by by the very nature of there being so many different types of people on the planet might have the opposite effect in, on their way of thinking and might lead them towards unity because we may as well be united because we're, we're united in the fact that we are all different. Benetton advert. Yes. <laughs> oh, I did those. I, I did those at uni. Those um, United Colours of Benetton adverts. Did you study yeah. them? Yeah. Do you ever think that you might be thinking about this to the in the level of detail that you are because one ADHD is very much a thing and two you quite almost definitely very much have it. Yes, and that leads me on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's what's interesting. Is that and that the end of the episode. Whoa. No. Okay. Never. There's always more. <laughs> or or um, the, 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 um, the walking stick is coming around my neck. Get her off! <laughs> As um, you in Jane McDonald mode, 
sachet on in front of me and take the mic. And thank you very much. Please give a round of applause. <laughs> no, there's another thing. It's another point I want to make. Stuffing my feather boa yeah. into your mouth. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> thank you so much. I think we need to get psychiatrists to talk to. I think that would be really interesting. I knew you were going to say that. But all... can't, I, can't I just tell you about my colouring book now? You didn't even ask any other questions about it. I've I've got a bird one as well as the fish one. Right then. Fire. Go on. Do it. Sell it. The colouring. Yeah. Go on. Do your colouring thing. They probably need a break anyway. Okay. So the thing about colouring books is. You can spend as long as you want on it. You don't have to finish it in one sitting. You can come back to it. It doesn't have to be this task that you beginning, middle and end it, you know, in, in one go. It doesn't become like a, a task on your to-do list. It literally is just something to enjoy in the moment with no consideration for whether you will continue with that drawing at all maybe in another week's time you can choose whatever cut you i've i've colored fish in colors that fish don't even exist in and i don't care i'll just do it just no wild. one's gonna question me <laughs> no one's gonna question me i could color the sea in pink no one cares and i can just flick through that book and look at my little creations and just think that didn't exist before me and now it exists Today, I bought in Tesco. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, am I allowed to say that? As if anybody's going to question whether us saying a brand name <laughs> counts as brand endorsement. Because <laughs> <laughs> how influential we are. Oh, God. Uh, I, go uh, to Tesco. No, I'll go as far as to say uh, absolutely 100% our go listener, to Tesco. One listener. <laughs> rushes <laughs> off to the multi-story having been triggered we into action reported for, oh my god yeah that's right I've got to go and get the sausage rolls <laughs> that's it we've gone to no listeners on ACAST it goes from one to zero because you did that the great thing about Tesco's these days is they've just they've started doing this thing don't where if you have a club card horrible. You can, don't have a club card what are you talking about don't have a club card you can card. pay a lower price you pay about four pence less a year and they no. sell all of your data and know where you are and know everything about you and then I they target you with advertising so that you can yeah. never forget or who you were or change or become less of a consumer you can only become more of a consumer it's a bad scene don't have a club card. I just give your points I to some old lady. I just let stuff like that go, and I go and get cheaper colouring pens because I've got my club card. I've got a pack of twenty-four Crayola pens, usually five pounds. I got it for like three pounds eighty-five. You've now, you've now product placement for Crayola. We're not even. We've got zero ad revenue. <laughs> just. Do you know what? If their sales go up, let them have it. We'll take that win. We take that win for knowing that we've got someone listening. <laughs> we haven't. They, they're in Tesco's shopping. I don't mind my data being... Why? What are you talking about, Buckers? Wake up. Because, because I'm in Tesco's buying products that I like. 
So they're just collecting data on things that I like. So they're going to show me relevant stuff. They're it's not. They're going to try me. and make you buy other things and persuade you that you need things, and so that you end up feeling. You know, they don't advertise you in a nice way. They advertise you in lots of strange, peculiar ways that can make you feel dissatisfied. Their their objective is to make you experience a constant sense of dissatisfaction in your own life and to to make you believe that if you go deeper in to the stationary aisle consumerism yeah. that you will experience relief of these symptoms that only god can offer it's not good but you know keep zapping away beep beep if you want beep, beep, well i'm beep, really excited beep. about my new pens the sound of the devil that is beep, beep, beep. <laughs> so um well, great we cover coloring books thanks and um <laughs> is that a buzz kill? i'm gonna send you that's a buzz i'm gonna kill send you, you one of checker. my drawings i used to really enjoy coming here for a browse and um it's just not the same we used to go go and have a nice coffee before and have a bra, have a look around Tesco's, get some bits. And I used to yeah, really enjoy it. Bits. Since Claire's ruined it, she's ruined it for me. Um, we've done coloring books. We've done. We've covered that film. We've covered the need for psychiatric input in this um, conversation. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> And there was one point I was going to make and you skillfully distracted me. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. This is a kind of... um, This will sort of ameliorate some of the sort of anxiety that I was pushing you towards, which is... (laughs) I think it's possible to believe two things at the same time. You said, Fleur... Isn't the this level of questioning and examination proof that you've got it? Yes, is my answer. However, I simultaneously am uh, able to question the whole diagnosis to a level that I believe that it's a societal fiction <laughs> at the same time. And that's what's been interesting about this week. Like, I kind of, I think those things are both true at the moment. That's where I'm kind of at. That's where I'm at. Because you're right, of course, I can feel it in my body. I can see, I can see it happening in myself. I can see mm. all of the things. It's not, mm. you know, it's, it is really obvious in me as a person. But, yeah, the the architecture of the diagnosis and how it was created and why and what the ongoing effects of that are are also true this is why this is the best podcast to be in right because all the other podcasts are just yes it's a thing or no it's not a thing we're in the middle ground this is why we're going to get awards buckers yeah not come on if not even if you don't believe in this what are we doing here i believe in it 
Oh, I believe in ADHD or this podcast. Just no, just... I no all of it, all of it. I'm just I'm trying to wrap my head around the the last thing you said. So, um, if you'd have known that I was going to say yes, I've got it. Maybe it doesn't exist. Would you have still done the podcast? Probably not. You would have followed. I might have done a, I might have done a pros and cons list at least. Yeah. Well, knowing me, I'll be back. I'll be back on it by next week. Is this how we're ending this episode? On a, on a cliffhanger. <laughs> Not even a cliffhanger, literally having just hurled ourselves off of it into the darkness. I haven't even got my packed lunch anymore. I had to eat that halfway through. I've gone, I've gone through that hours ago. Yeah. Well, Nothing but an empty da- jammy dodger packet to soften my landing. I ate a couple of jammy dodgers today. They were good. They're so good. Yeah. They're vegan, did you know? Yeah, oh, did. also, in Lidl, I did pick... Oh, God, I've said it again. I've oh done it again. Oh, my God. Just saying, Lidl are now doing Maryland vegan cookies. Hey, what if I'm? At, what if Tesco are actually paying me to infiltrate this podcast <laughs> with product placement? <laughs> I've got all the data. <laughs> it's all mine. It's serious. It's serious. Have you got any um have you only got any joke sections for us to insert? Didn't we have some? Did we say we did the listicles but mine were too weird I think on reflection aren't they? They just No, I like them. Do you think? I, I don't like think them. anyone underst- yeah. is going to understand what they are the fact that I make don't care. you know obsessively make lists about things. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Have you got any um have you got any <laughs> pre-prepared gags to lighten the mood at the end of this one? Nope. I don't really feel your heart's in it, Buckers, at the moment. I've got anecdotes. I could tell, like, say something funny that's happened to me this week. Should I do that? Try, you should I do seem that to be in that much of a funny mood. <laughs> How can you raise weird. the vibe? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can raise the vibe. I'll hit you with an anecdote that will vibe your face off. I didn't mean that. That came out... That was aggressive. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it to sound like that. But don't you worry. I can bring vibe. I've got vibes aplenty. Up, all up my sleeves. He's like, but you're backstage at the comedy store. Getting ready. <laughs> getting ready. Looking in the mirror going, you are funny. You're a funny woman. Yes, you are. You are funny. Let's go be funny. Funny, 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 funny. I don't think I've got any so you're in luck the mic is yours Buckers be funny okay I'm going to do an anecdote my boyfriend initiated some role play last night and he invited me into his pretend masseuse parlour and let me just say (laughs) that role play is my absolute utter worst nightmare you are either yourself as a human being person walking through life or you're an actress on stage in a pantomime. There's no middle ground. I do not want to be acting in my own room. And yet you... Uh, why? I'm just... There's some consent issues already. I didn't have the heart. flagged up to me. I didn't have the heart. To, he, he was really trying. He put a towel around his waist and everything. This is just... To pretend to be a masseuse this is... man 
it didn't last very long because basically his masseuse voice was a little bit like that man in Are You Being Served? Surely you're not going to air this and you'll, even if you do, your relationship won't survive. <laughs> surely, surely revealing your partner's bedroom proclivities and then comparing yeah. him to... What's the guy's name? Not Larry Grayson. Mr. Snookums or something. Yes, um, Mr. Slocum's, Mrs. Slocum's pussy, isn't it? That's the joke. <laughs> Mr. Snookums. Mr. Yeah, Snookums, basically. that's always, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Um, what was his name? I never really watched it. I just know it from, like, culture. It was just... Pop culture. I mean, if they put it on, it would be cancelled in a heartbeat now. Does Are You Being Served count as pop culture? Yes, it was because it's a sitcom, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. Characters... Um, right, we're going to find it, and then you're going to impersonate your partner sounding Mr. Humphreys, <laughs> John Inman. Character okay. was called Mr. Humphreys, so, and he's John Inman. The two things yeah. that he said oh, as I was lying on the bed and he was massaging my back, which is very nice, by the way. He's very good at it. It's very nice. Just, I don't need the acting. I don't need the, you know... Come on, spectacle, get in character. Not spectacle, was it? Anyway. John Inman. Anyway, so the first thing he said to me was, oh, you're very tense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder why, buddy. <laughs> I was, what's the second thing? <laughs> he said, oh, madam, what lovely back muscles you have. <laughs> Sounded like the big bad wolf. Ooh. Oh, oh, what lovely back muscles you have. And I actually turned around to him and I said, I can't tell if you're trying to be a man or a woman, <gasps> a male or a female oh. masseuse. What are you doing? You just, he's in his most vulnerable moment. He's revealed his, he's revealed his inner desires to you, his most, his most secret thoughts and feelings. And you have... Challenged his Crushed masculinity them. in the oh, Crushed them dear. like a Malteser. By Did... Maltesers. <laughs> what happened in the end? Well, then he just said, um... Forget it, all right? <laughs> just forget it. Yeah, I was only... Didn't want to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, didn't want to do it. I'm just going home. Is that what happened? I've never met the guy, so I'm not doing an impersonation of him. I'm sure he does not speak like that. I had a pillow over my head. And after I'd said, I can't tell if you are trying to be a man or a woman, he said, it's me again now. <laughs> oh, oh, that's nice. And we lived happily ever that's after. That's a great ending and it is funny and you do win the prize. <laughs> And we set the tone as very, you know, we were. I was a difficult crowd, and you totally won it over. What a day! It's me again, just for to just yeah. reassure you because his performance was so yeah. convincing. Ah, <laughs> he's a keeper. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And so, oh, yeah, you did some research, and you reached a conclusion that's maybe not for you. Role play. Role play is not for me. No. Just the thing is, if we'd have done all of that without the weird voice, 
that would have been a lovely night. Lovely it was. It still was a lovely evening. Mm. You know, it's, uh, for me, it's nice for me, be being comfortable from a slightly other. older generation. If I was in a stable relationship with a really good guy, and it was his burning desire to do that, which isn't just isn't doesn't you know doesn't hit any of my targets you know my for my day i would probably try and combine it with some kind of utility in the house so i'd say okay okay can you be an electrician and rewire my ring maid <laughs> <laughs>